Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We're talking about users of long term prescription medication who feel that their lives um, are being messed with amid the current medicine shortages in some particular areas. And Gary is with me on the line today. Gary, you live with Parkinson's disease. I, I know we've, we've spoke before here on the show, but how are you affected by this, Gary? Well, good afternoon, Andrea, first of all, and thanks a million for having me on um, again. I really appreciate mm. it. Um, what's happening is uh, the, the shortages that are being acutely felt by people who are looking for medication quickly for, for the respiratory virus issue that's going around the country i mean it's god help them it's it's awful to be in a situation like that for something that's just after happening and um, what we've found some of us have found when we've gone we as in people uh, living with a long-term condition such as parkinson's have gone to get our prescriptions filled on a monthly basis and we're being told well some of the drugs aren't in stock anymore and um, they're not being manufactured or they're not being uh, located because we have uh, an issue with uh, this respiratory problem and we need to kind of sort that out first and we don't have any of your medication here or, or we don't have some of your medication and I just find that uh, unacceptable because we are people who go in every month we meet our pharmacist every month we're going to be back next month because, strangely enough, there's still no cure for Parkinson's or need many neurological conditions. So I don't understand how, um, I'm not blaming the pharmacists here at all. I'm, I'm looking at the manufacturers and I'm saying, how can you have a situation where people who are continuously being, uh, you know, re- refreshing um, uh, prescriptions, how can they be in the category of we haven't got enough drugs manufactured. But I, I imagine for someone like you, Gary, you know that you probably go to the one farm, the one pharmacy to collect the prescription on a weekly or a monthly basis, and Absolutely. you can you can probably at this stage of the year, your pharmacist knows, you know, knows that Gary Boyle is going to require X amount of tablets or Y amount of whatever between now and December. Absolutely. Like you, you're nearly yeah, an yeah. easy patient to work out, you know, <laughs> in the sense that you know what's needed. You're, you're completely, you're 100% right. That is exactly the point I'm making. I mean, we see our uh, pharmacists 12 times a year. That's about 11 times more often than we see our consultant. So you build up a really good relationship with your, your pharmacist. You get to, you know, they, they do, as you say, you know, know that you're coming in on a monthly basis. So, yeah, everything should be, you know, ready and it should be a no-brainer to just kind of fill the prescription and move on. Unless, as I said, there's been some miraculous cure in the preceding month. And yeah, you're kind of going no one told say, you about Let's and, have a party, you know? Yeah, um, and uh, j- j- give me a sense, Gary, of the, um, the, the significance of this medication to you. Like, I mean, how does it help or assist you with your day-to-day life each month by well, having it this? Kind of, yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm, I, I believe in a multidisciplinary approach of which medication is a really important part. And I, I go on a lot about exercise and sleep and diet and all that kind of stuff. But let me tell you right now, I went in to get my um, prescription refilled on Monday. And when I picked, when I went to pick it up, they said, oh, uh, there's a few things we're short on. You'll have to come back in a week or two. And I said, um, <laughs> what? What are you short on? And one of the drugs in particular that they were short on was a thing called um, Symmetrol. And Symmetrol helps people with, particularly with Parkinson's, it helps them to control their, their movements. Um, it's called dyskinesia, when you can't control your arms and your legs or other parts of your body kind of from jerking or moving in a kind of a, you know, an uncontrolled way. 
And if you could see me now, Andrea, I'm sitting here on the couch and uh, my arms and my legs are, are trying to move and I'm trying to stop them. Um, it looks, somebody looking at me would think I'm I'm just nervous because I'm on the phone and on the radio and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I'm not. I'm just in a situation where I can move around, but I can't um, sit still. And that's really, uh, it's disconcerting. It's yeah. also upsetting. It's also distressing. Now, I know it'll go when, you know, when the drugs come back. But, you know, I'd rather not wait another month or, or six mm. weeks and go through this every day because... Uh, it's as I said, it's 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 kind of distressing, and you know we've been saying it to our, our pharmacists, and I've been kind of saying the odd, sending the odd tweet to the occasional kind of um, pharmaceutical manufacturer and saying, guys, um, you know what's happening here? Mm. You're you're handsomely compensated for the brilliant kind of research and study that goes into producing the drug in the first place. So please tell me what I have to do to get back to where yeah. I was when I was okay. taking the drugs that we were making. So you've actually this month been affected by this um, medicine, this drug shortage because of this uh, centronil or that, that you call, is that how you pronounce centronil? Sinitril. Sinitril. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the impact of this now today, even chatting to you at a quarter past one. Absolutely. You can see yeah. It. yeah, it's incredible, yeah. Gary. Um let me bring in Kathy as well, Gary, if you don't mind. Kathy is on the line too. Kathy Marr, she's a community pharmacist in uh, in Dulik. Um Well, first of all, Kathy, I mean, is this something that you've experienced in your own pharmacy? Andrea, absolutely. Medicine shortages aren't a new thing. They've been prob- becoming more problematic over the past number of years and months. And it's certainly not just an Irish problem either. Medicine shortages are affecting Ireland, UK, Europe and worldwide, depending on the molecule. And there's a variety of reasons why both chronic conditions, chronic medicines are impacted like Gary's medicine and also the acute conditions like the respiratory illnesses that we're seeing that has really brought it to the forefront of the media as well. With lots of reasons given and sometimes there's no reason depending on the medicine. Sometimes we just, even at pharmacy level, we don't know until we go to replenish our stock that actually that's in short supply and I may not have it for a number of weeks. So various reasons can be down to number one, Brexit for a start. And even though we're a couple of years past Brexit, any medicines that may have been stockpiled by government are now beginning to work at, to, to run out. Also, a lot of manufacturing of medicines stopped or ceased entirely during COVID because a lot of those were um, manufacturing over in Asia and different places and the factories stopped entirely. And some of the medicines then, that if there's a lag time behind that stop and what we're running out of as well. We also have what we see at the minute with the um, respiratory illnesses, demand versus supply. So we have a really mm. increased demand, a really sharp rise in demand. The supply that's sent to Ireland just simply isn't enough. And you have to remember, there's 5 million people in Ireland. We're just about the size of Manchester. We're an exceptionally small market. So the cost of any goods even coming to Ireland is really, really costly at the minute. Okay. We see that even in terms of groceries or anything. Every single step in the supply chain adds cost. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Yeah. I, I understand that, Cathy. Sorry, we'll say what the likes of something you're mm-hmm. talking about. I had this very same experience myself in December, going in to get mm-hmm. Calvapen for a throat infection, and was told, mm-hmm. you know, you, I could get X amount of number of days at the prescription in one pharmacy, and I had to go to their sister pharmacy down the road to get the remainder of the prescription. Mm-hmm. So I can understand the supply and demand issues and something like respiratory flu type stuff. But for somebody like Gary and his situation, yeah. and maybe this is a stupid question, maybe logistically this isn't how it works but I would have thought for Gary and others and people living with long term conditions and, and Parkinson's disease that you know yeah. Gary Boyle requires X amount of Centronil for the next 12 months can that order not be put in now? Can so that not be forecasted? 
But when we think about it, because when we look at the big pharma, big global, and they look at Ireland being such a small market, and the price of medicines, believe it or not, in Ireland is actually very low compared to where we were maybe two decades ago. So if a large pharmaceutical company have a, um, a product to market and something like Symmetrol, as Gary outlined, is not very often prescribed. So they may look at around the globe and think, well, where am I going to get the best price for this product? And they may then decide to supply it to another market for a better price because Ireland is so low. So that's one thing we have to look at. At every step of the supply chain, as I was saying, Ireland being an island at the end of Europe, even getting from across the IRC, that adds cost so all of that happens pharmacies there's almost 2,000 pharmacies in Ireland and we all order from the same two primary wholesalers two to three to four times every day so we're all ordering from the same source the distributors and the HPRA the medicines regulator we're all trying to really ensure continuity of supply particularly for people like Gary with long-term chronic Mm. conditions so our orders come in for a lot of medicines on what's called an allocation basis an allocation model So the wholesalers will look to try and establish fair distribution of medicines. What did Cathy Marr dispense last month, the month before, the month before that? And we allocate her that amount of medicine for that. And then if I have any extra patients that have presented for that medicine in that time, I might not have enough. Very, very often for a wide range of medicines, like dozens and dozens of medicines, that I could come along mid-month and not have any. Or like you say, go, oh God, I have to give you maybe two weeks supply now, I'll owe you two weeks. And well, it's not, it's absolutely not satisfactory no. for the likes of Gary and for the likes of ourselves yeah. trying to run healthcare services. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, Gary, I, mean, I don't know, maybe you're not allowed to do this, but, you know, would you be tempted to stockpile or is that even something you can do? <laughs> it's, it's funny. I mean, listening to what Cathy's saying and, what, and the questions you're asking her, um, Andrea, it's exactly the conversation I'd have with Cathy as well. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I've learned my lesson. Um, the heading on the, the, the report yesterday on the main evening news um, yesterday in RTE was um, HSE asking people not to stockpile medication. Mm. Well, excuse me, if I'm in this situation again, I am making sure that I'm going to have enough to keep me going because, as Cathy says, we are at the kind of the far end of the scale in terms of um, the manufacturers dealing with us because even though we have five million people here, we're not big enough. So. I'm going to take action to kind of make to, to try and alleviate this situation ever happening again. And actually, this morning before we started talking, Andrea, I, I managed to find in Clonsilla, um, where I live, the Clonsilla pharmacy actually has some of the Symmetrol that I need. So I'm going to after we finish talking here, I'm going to get my um, b- b- pharmacist that I deal with in, in Castlock to. Um, email the details to the Council of Pharmacy and I'll, I'll and hopefully be there. okay I know. later on tonight. Well, I don't no. want to keep you from, 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 I know that's a job you want to get on and, and get doing, Gary, as well. Um, let me bring in Julie. Julie's got in touch with us too because, Julie, I believe you difficulties trying to get medication for your child. Yeah, we had, um, unfortunately, a case of strep A with my eight-year-old over Christmas. Um, well, actually, the new year and as any other parent will know, trying to get a hold of out of our GP on any kind of bank holiday is is not good. It's not a pleasant experience. Um, couldn't get hold of our GP either for probably a day and a half. Um, eventually got the antibiotics kind of mid last week for him. Um, uh, you know, so apart from the delay, I've got a child who's obviously very sick, um, which is not nice for any parents to look at either. Um, but the pharmacist, I have to say, um, in Milltown, where 
she was fantastic, Sheen. I mean, um, I, I, you know, I go to her quite regularly. She's amazing advice, you know, for the for the kids, and she allowed me to kind of manage some of his symptoms while I was trying to get a prescription. And then, of course, he couldn't go back to school last Thursday or Friday because he was still quite poorly from okay. the Sunday before and down to a delay in in getting medication and as you can probably hear I suspect I'm starting to get it yeah, now and I am just... absolutely I'm hoping it's something else because I, I just don't want to, to go through the the process again I of, know, of trying know. to get um, the, pharma- the, the doctor to answer the phone or yeah well, Julie, listen, mind yourself and, and, and your son as well. Um, I know it's, it's causing a lot of stress, you know, for, for people. Just, Cathy, a final word to you on this. Like, what is the advice just to people heading to the pharmacy today looking for, for prescriptions or with prescriptions? Absolutely. Well, firstly, I suppose, I would certainly, we would ask people not to stockpile medicine for a number of reasons. Firstly, it's sent to patient safety. Any, you know, hoarding of medicines, there's a huge risk of um, error or maybe accidental poisoning or dosing errors, so absolutely not to stockpile. And also in terms of maybe allowing some med product for other people, we're trying really hard at the front face to try and make sure that there's an equitable or equal distribution to all of our patients. And if someone is stockpiling, then that means that somebody else doesn't get even the five or ten days that we can try and split that way. But the next caller certainly hit the nail on the head in terms of the acute respiratory illness. What we're doing in pharmacy, because we're the first port of call and the most accessible healthcare professional, we're actually saying to people, come to us, we'll talk you through, and exactly that. Manage what symptoms you can at home with what products are available without prescription. And we're that signposting that if you need to seek further help, the GP or the out-of-hours, we'll describe and tell you when it's appropriate to do so, so you don't need to go unnecessarily. And then we'll also go through some red flag warning signs that actually, if this gets quite serious and you need to go to A&E we'll direct you then at that stage so it's really make sure that people pick up the phone and if they're concerned about their medicines either a chronic condition or acute illness give us a call and we'll let you know what's in stock we do ask government to look at a serious shortage protocol so say for the lack of the antibiotic like you had the experience of calvapen before Christmas Mm. if that's not available we would need a serious shortage protocol kicked into place that actually as the clinical expert in medicines that I could say, do you know what, Andrea, that's not available, but I know what I can switch that to to ensure prompt and effective treatment rather than have to send you to another pharmacy or have to refer back. And is that not in place at the minute, Cathy? No. That's not in place at no, the minute. Well, that and would seem reasonable, in like this. And then when supply is re-established, we go back to the normal back way. To so that, yeah. that we okay. are we are asking government to consider to that, do that consider yeah. as a matter of urgency. Well, it would make sense by all accounts, you'd think. Uh, Cathy Marr, community pharmacist in Julie. Cathy, thanks for, for joining us here on the show. Julie, for getting in touch. Gary there as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.